we're so happy that you have made it today to church. Whoever you are, wherever you are, and however you find yourself watching this service, we are really pleased that you are here. And hey, if it's your first time joining with us today, we would love to connect with you. If you're watching via our website, you can click the little blue button below. And if you are watching from anywhere else, you can copy and paste the link that is on the screen. But we hope today that this talk inspires you. We hope it encourages you. So let's lean in and listen while we watch today's message. Well, hey everybody, welcome to Liverpool One Church's online service. And guys, it is so great that you have found us online and you're joining us today. So whatever platform you're watching from, whether it's just the website, whether it's Instagram Live, whether it's YouTube, Facebook Live, welcome. And today we're gonna be talking about a subject that I think if we're gonna be really honest, it affects us all. But the reality is, is that it's really easy for us to kid ourselves into thinking that this might not affect us at all. And that's why today I want to talk to you about how to live life and avoid being distracted. Now, some of you right now are thinking, why are we talking about this in church? Well, the bottom line is, is this, if you're anything like me, I get distracted so, so easily. Like seriously, it doesn't even take a whole bunch of stuff to be happening around me. And I am like on a thought process heading one way and then within an instant, I'm on another one. Like it only takes the phone to go, the sound of a message alert to come through. It only takes a different conversation. And before you know it, I'm no longer doing what I really valued and thought was so important to do just a few moments earlier because I get distracted. And chances are you've probably had a day, because I certainly have, where you feel like you're just not able to get anything done. And in this season that we're all in, you know, especially because a lot of our structures have changed, we feel this all the more. Maybe your life right now is one that looks like your structure and your routine has all changed completely. And you feel like, man, I'm just not able to get anything done in my day. Or maybe you're sat there and you're thinking, never mind my day. I've not been able to get done through my throughout my entire year all the things that I'd previously determined as being important to me that I had held in great value and I wanted to achieve and you're like like why is that well chances are it's because we get distracted so that's why I want to answer this question what do you do with distraction. And what's funny is that really we're all the same in this. Like how many times have you started a week or a month or even a year? You know, and you've got these great ideas about what you value the most and you're going to achieve this. You're going to accomplish this. Like you've got these predetermined goals in your mind and you're thinking to yourself, in the next 12 months, I'm going to move from A to B. Like I'm going to have done this. And it could be a variety of things. And yet, when you get to the end of the year and you look back at what you said previously you were gonna accomplish, how many times have you gone? Maybe you're like me, like I wasn't able to do even half of what I'd decided I was gonna try and do this year. Or maybe you've had a month like that. By the end of this month, I'm gonna be doing this. Or a week like that. By the end of this week, I wanted to have finished, and it could be anything, right? A renovation project that you've got going on at home. It could be a key and important conversation that maybe you've got to have with a friend or a family member, maybe a staff worker. And all of a sudden you realize at the end of the week that you haven't been able to get done all that you really wanted to get done. And that is frustrating. 
And we're all not really different in that because distractions affect us all. And for me, like I say, it just doesn't take all that much. Sometimes I can be kidding myself into thinking like I am so busy and I'm working away at my laptop and maybe I'm just looking up something for a bit of research. And then before you know it, you find yourself scrolling through YouTube and then you're typing in the search questions such as like, what can swim faster, a hippo or a buffalo? And then 10 minutes in, you find yourself, you're watching all of these mad, random wildlife videos that are nothing at all to do with anything that you're currently working on. And yet these distractions so easily pull you away from what's most important. We all know what this is like. And for me, the biggest frustration is this. In my mind, I know what's most important that I should be doing today. In my head, I know what's most important that I should be dealing with and working with this week and this month and accomplishing this year. And yet often it's so frustrating when we're not able to do the things that we know are so important because we just get pulled off onto different things that often are dressed up like they're really urgent and yet they're not important. And yet we deal with what's urgent over what's important because it's just a distraction and it frustrates me, and it frustrates you, and it feels like you can get nothing done. So what are we gonna do about this? I mean, how many times have you taken a look at your family's finances at the beginning of the year? And maybe you've made this decision that by the end of the year, or the end of two years, or six months, you are gonna get yourselves out of debt, because you know that that's important. Like the credit card debts have just been stacked up, the car loan's been unpaid and it's stacking higher and higher and you're paying these interest repayments and then you've took a loan because you've used PayPal to buy the thing and before you know it, and it happens to many people in many very different sets of circumstances, but before you know it, you've accumulated all of this debt and you inherently know that debt's bad, so you make a decision, right? I'm gonna deal with my debt this year. But what do you do? You know that it's important, especially on day one, or maybe week one, or maybe even month one. But then month two comes around, and before you know it, even though you've decided with your wife that we're not gonna be spending anything excessively right now, we're gonna cut back on everything, we're gonna attack our debt, we're gonna deal with our debt, because you know that's important for you. Because if you can do that for just one year, or two years, or six months, or however long it would take you, you know that it's gonna secure your family's future, and that's important to you. And before long, it's like it's someone's birthday, and the invitation arrives, and they're going out to town, and they're going out for a meal, and then they're gonna go on to a show, or, or whatever it might be, and you feel like, well, we've gotta go and do the thing with them, it's their birthday. Like, we can't miss out on that. I mean, it would be wrong if we missed out on that. And all of a sudden, you find that these distractions start to redirect you on the course that you'd previously set about on. I mean, before you were so adamant, you were gonna use every spare penny to tackle and deal with your debt, but now the birthday invitation has come along and now somebody else is asking you to go shopping and now somebody else is asking you to come away on holiday. Before you know it, you get distracted and you're not doing what was most important to you. And even though you know it's so important, because of all of these requests that you get inundated by, you find yourself just going off piste. And now you're no longer doing what you valued the most. Why? Because you got distracted. Exactly the same thing can happen in your career. It's like 
You can determine that in order for you to progress in your career, you've just got to finish that degree. You've got to finish that course. You've got to take that test or you've got to finish that night school thing that you've had going on. And you know it's important because you know if you just introduce that into your life, it's going to so be helpful for your career's progression. You know that this is something that can add so much value to your work life. And yet what you find is the distractions of life come along and before you know it, you're nowhere near finishing that degree. You're nowhere near finishing that course. And even though it's important to you and you value it, it's like you're just not able to get the one thing that you value the most done because you just get distracted. Or relationally, it can be the same for us all too. Sometimes there can be like people in your world, maybe a family member, maybe a loved one. And relationally, things just get stretched and strained. Like things get a bit broke. And the more that relational gap exists between you and them, you know that this is really important for you to put it right. Like, you know that this should be the one thing that you've got to deal with in this season. You know that you've got to engage in that awkward conversation. Maybe say sorry. Maybe be willing to accept a sorry. You know that this is high up on your priority list and you want to get this sorted. You want it to be right. You know, maybe a parent. You want to get it right with your son or your daughter. Maybe you're the son or the daughter and you want to get it right with your parents. And you know that you've got to sort it out. And yet just the distractions of life come and before you know it, one day turns into two weeks and two weeks turns into two months and then two months before you know it, like a vast amount of time has gone by and you've never been able to put that thing right. Why? Because you just get distracted and you know it's important, but often things that are urgent shout your name the loudest. So you end up forgetting about the things that you've already decided are most important to you. And before long, you've not been able to accomplish your goals. You've not been able to achieve your dreams. You've not been able to do the things that if you were honest with yourself just a short time ago, you really wanted to get done. Like you had an idea of in this season, I want to do this one thing and you've not been able to do it. And I want you to know that that's not a new problem. In fact, when you study history, all of mankind have dealt with these problems of continued distractions. But I want you to be encouraged to know that there is a way out. In fact, we're going to go to a story in the Old Testament and look at a guy who's called Nehemiah and see how he dealt with dealing with distractions when he had one thing, just one thing that he knew he had to accomplish in this particular season. So Nehemiah is this incredible individual. In fact, he's one of the most well-respected leaders throughout the entire Bible. I mean, the story of his life and what he was able to accomplish is incredible. He was alive about 450 years BC, and he was the cupbearer for a king called Artaxerxes. And he knew of the context of the nation of Israel's history was really difficult at that time. In fact, their main capital city, Jerusalem, had been brought to wreck and ruin. I mean, people had been dispersed all over the region and taken as slaves. And in Nehemiah chapter one, there's a conversation that takes place where he starts to ask about like, hey, how are my people doing? Like I'm over here serving in a different kingdom right now, but how are the people 
in Jerusalem doing? And he asks this question. He says this. He asks about like, how's everybody doing? And he receives this response. Those that survived the exile are back in the province and they're in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. So now the context of Nehemiah is he's being made aware of a huge issue amongst his people. It would be kind of like you saying, hey, like maybe how are the English doing these days? And then someone saying like they're not in a great place. Like the walls of their city are in wreck and ruins. And that was a huge problem because if you were going to have a city that didn't have fortified walls, it just was like a disaster for your trade, for your economy. It meant that you were continuously open for attack. It was not a good place to be in. And this massively affected Nehemiah. He felt like, I've got to do something about this. You could almost say it like it became his one thing. Like in this season, he was thinking, someone's got to change something here. Something's got to be done. And the story goes on where he ends up asking King Artaxerxes and he says this, if it pleases the king, if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city in Judah where my ancestors are buried so that I can rebuild it. Again, he's like feeling super passionately about this. He knows the walls of the city are in ruin. He knows that the city is in disgrace and it's problematic for his people. He feels the weight. So he turns around and he has this conversation with a bunch of people having been released by King Artaxerxes to go and rebuild the walls where he says, come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. In other words, what he's experiencing in this story is the same thing that we experience in our lives. He's saying in this season, like I've just got to do this. I can't put it off anymore. It's something that I've got to tend to. I've got to do this. You know, the same way that we say about something that's going on in our lives, like I've just got to deal with this. I've just got to sort the business out or I've just got to start the new business or I've just got to apply for that new position or I've just got to climb the family out of debt or I've got to fix that relationship thing. He was saying the same thing that we say. He's like, this is my one thing. So he sets about and he gathers up all of these incredible people and he gave them responsibility for fixing the walls that surrounded the city of Jerusalem. And he was so smart. He like put a bunch of people to work with a tool in one hand to like do the laborious work of rebuilding the walls. And then he gave them a weapon in the other hand in case they were going to be attacked. And he gave everybody responsibility to take care of the wall that was closest to the area where they were residing. I mean, this guy is a genius. But you've got to know this, as soon as he started to set about completing his one thing that he knew he had to do, guess what? Like you and I experience, distractions came his way. His distraction came in the form of three people. They were called Sambalat, Tobiah, and Geshem. And they didn't like the fact that Nehemiah was making moves to rebuild the city. You know the way some people don't like the fact 
if you're making moves to rebuild your life and rebuild your career and get strong financially, because if you're getting strong financially and they're not, it makes them feel bad about the fact that they're not dealing with their stuff and you are. And some people don't always like the fact that you're making moves to kind of progress yourself and build a better life. Nehemiah was experiencing the same thing. So now they set about to distract him. They were not happy with Nehemiah at all. And in fact, in chapter four, it talks about how Sambalat, Geshem, and Tobiah, they all mocked the work of Nehemiah. Like they were like, what are you doing that for? Are you serious? I think that we know what that's like at times too, because some people will mock you. When you put a line in the sand and say, you know what, as for me and my household, we're not going to live that way anymore. We're going to make changes. I'm going to get on a different career plan. Some people will mock you. They'll say like, you can't do that. Hey, you're not smart enough to do that. Look, he can do that, but you probably never will. Well, now Nehemiah is experiencing the same thing. And what you find is in chapter six, the whole thing starts to come to an end where the word says this. When word came to Sambalat, Tobiah and Geshem the Arab and the rest of our enemies that I had rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it. Though up to that time, I had not set the doors in the gates, Sambalat and Geshem sent me this message. Here comes the distraction, okay? You ready for this? Because we get affected by this in exactly the same way. He says this, Sambalat and Geshem sent this message to me. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages called Ono. Now, let me just tell you, right? If you're ever asked to go and meet somebody in a place, a town or a village that's called Ono, nothing good is ever coming out of a place called Ono. Now, the bottom line is Nehemiah knew what Sembalat and his plans and all his cronies were up to. He knew that they were despising the one thing that he'd set his mind to. But Nehemiah's response to these three individuals that were continuously saying to him, you know, hey, Nehemiah, why don't you come and meet us? You can tell us about what you're doing. Hey, Nehemiah, why don't we come and do dinner together? Why don't you come down? And why don't you have coffee with us? You can tell us all about the work, you know. Hey, why don't you come and meet with us? Why don't you spend time with us? Nehemiah's response was brilliant. And honestly, there is so much that we can learn from this story that if we were to apply the same approach that Nehemiah applied when he was dealing with the distractions that came into his life, if we did the same thing, we would not live life anywhere near as distracted as we often end up doing. In other words, you'd probably end up finishing that project. You'd probably end up completing those goals. You'd probably end up attaining your dreams and your desires, the things that you think of in secret that you'd love to one day do, but feel like you never can. You'd probably be able to accomplish all of those things if we would just learn the same response that Nehemiah had when he sent reply and word to these three that were continually distracting him. And this is just brilliant. This is what it says. And it's talking about how Nehemiah knew what was going on. But they were scheming to harm me. So I sent messengers to them with this reply. So if you've got a Bible right now, get ready to highlight this, underline it. Here comes my big left hook. This is the one thing that you've got to know. This is the one takeaway point that you've got to understand if you want to successfully be able to deal with the one thing that's most important to you. He says this in response to them. I am carrying on a great project 
and cannot come down. I'm carrying on a great project and cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it to go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message and each time I gave them the same answer. I mean, just think about this for a moment. His response was brilliant. And we know it was brilliant because Nehemiah was able to accomplish the dreams that were in his heart. And in record time, 52 days, it took Nehemiah and his team of amazing, willing volunteers and crew and people to rebuild the entire walls in Jerusalem. 52 days. But it was all because he knew how to deal with distraction. It was all because of this statement that he made. I'm carrying on a great project and I cannot come down. He was saying, no, I'm not moving away from what is most important to me right right now to come down and talk with you. He was saying, look, I have not got time to be pulled off track from what I'm trying to achieve. So I'm not coming down. I'm involved with a great project. So I'm not coming down. And I just wonder, could it be different for each and every one of us if we learned the art of saying that statement too? You know, like when you're tempted to get distracted and pulled off track from the one thing, whatever that might be for you, and you know what it is that you're desperately trying to achieve in this season, like how much better would it be for you if this statement helped keep you on track by saying, I'm involved in a great project and I cannot come down. So let's just try and make the whole thing real for us, right? Let's try and map this out, what it actually looks like to us for us to learn the art of saying this statement or an equivalent statement so it can really relate to you. Because imagine if you're the dad right now and that you are working every hour that God sends you. I mean, like you're just working all the overtime on the planet because you've got a dream. You've got one thing that's in the back of your mind and your dream is that you're gonna save up enough money maybe to create a deposit for your first family home. Have you ever noticed how when you set about doing something like that, that it's at that point, all of a sudden, the boys call and they're like, hey, yo, you coming to town today? Hey, you wanna come and see the game with us? Hey, you wanna come and do this thing? And how tempted do we all get in those circumstances? Because the bottom line is, there's nothing wrong with that and that's fun. Like, man, I love socializing. I love hanging out with friends, right? I mean, and I miss it right now. In this season, this feels real tough for me as it does for a bunch of you. But when you've got a goal and you're working every hour God gives you to work and you're saving hard because you want to deposit for a house and then your friends say, hey, are you going to come out right now? Them asking for you to come and be with them. There's nothing wrong in that. There's nothing bad in that. It's just not what's most important for you in that season. Because what's most important is that dream and that desire that you save up a deposit for your first family home. So what do you do when the boys ring and they say, hey, you coming out, you come in the game, you come in this, you say, no, no, the thing is, is I'm involved in a great project right now and I cannot come down. I mean, maybe you wouldn't word it like that, but that's exactly how we've got to start to think. I would be thinking like, I'm involved in a great thing. I'm saving up for my first family home. So 
It's not that I don't want to do that, it's just that is not more important to me than this. And because that's the most important thing and the goal that I'm trying to achieve, I'm not going to be distracted by that. And it's not that I wouldn't want to, I would love to. That would be so much fun, but this is more important for me right now. Or maybe you're the single mom. Like, you know, and, it, and it's tough, isn't it, right? Being a parent is real hard, especially if you're the single parent and all of your time and your energy goes into just loving on your child. And then often what happens is you see a bunch of your other single friends and they're all like out doing fun stuff, going on tours, going on holiday, going on trips, going into town. And they're like, hey, why don't you come out? Why don't you come out? And it's not that you don't wanna go and do that because that would be super fun for you. But there's something that's niggling away at the inside of you that says, the best thing that you can do in this season of your life is invest all that you have into building that relationship with your toddler or your young school age child because that's time that you're never going to get back. And it's not that you wouldn't want to do some of that stuff. That would be fun, right? But it's just that you value the time that you spend with your son or your daughter more. So what do you do? You learn the art of saying, I'm involved in a great project over here and I can't come down. In other words, I'm involved in looking after and caring for my son and my daughter, so I'm not coming out. It's not something that I'm willing to do right now. Or relationally, this can happen, right, when there's a breakdown. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, I should really put some energy, some effort, some resource into my loved ones right now, and things just feel a little bit disjointed, a bit broken. But the truth is, it's just easier to be overtaken by the distractions that come to all of our lives so that you never get around to fixing the problems that exist in the relationship. When really what you need to start doing is whatever the pulls on your time and your energy are, is you've got to say to them, no, hang on a minute, I'm involved in a great project that is called my husband, my wife, my marriage, and I've got to fix that now. Or I've got to fix the issue that's going on with my son right now, or my daughter right now. Or maybe you're the child. I've got to fix whatever's gone wrong with my parents, and I'm not going to be willing to move from doing that, even though that sounds like fun, but this is most important to me. We do it as well in many areas. We could talk about debt, you know, and this is an issue that affects many people. But it's like when you're in a season of life that you've just predetermined in your heart that you're going to clear your debt, you know what that means? Like you become consumed with this one goal of living financially free. So what it means is that when people are saying, hey, why don't you bring your family and come on holiday with our family? You don't go, yeah, let's do that and rack it up on the credit card. I mean, sure, that'd be fun. But if you're going on holiday for two weeks, it's going to be fun for like three days because by day four comes around, you're then going to feel the weight, the guilt, the burden and the shame of just running the family into more debt that you know when you get home, you've got to fix out an even bigger mess. So learn the art of saying, no, no I'm not going to go and do that. I'm not going to take a holiday when I can't afford it because I'm paying off my car. I'm not going to buy clothes and have this outrageous spending thing going on because I'm clearing this loan that I've took out right now. I'm not going to be investing in this. I'm not going to be spending on that because right now I am clearing and bringing all the balances of my credit cards down to zero. And it's not that that stuff isn't fun. It's just that you're able to align your thinking with not what's shouting at you the most, but rather what's most 
important. And we've got to do that sometimes. We've got to learn the art of not sacrificing what is most important to us by only focusing on what we want now. And I think that that's what Nehemiah did too. He said, this is so important to me to rebuild these walls. I'm not gonna be pulled to the left or to the right. Like I'm not budging, I am not moving. There's a line in the sand and I am not going to be pulled left or right and stop doing this great work. We've gotta do the same thing too. Like, can you just imagine for a moment, how much more would you get done in that one area of your life that you are fixated on just resolving? How much more would you get done if you were to apply that mentality of saying, look, I know I could do all of these other things, but I'm not going to because I'm gonna deal with this one thing. Like how much different would the end of this year look like or the end of this COVID season that we're in right now? What would that look like if you just spent the next X number of weeks and months just dealing with one thing that you know you've got to take care of? Because my heart as a pastor for every single one of you is this, that you live a strong and healthy life. And I genuinely believe that contained through all of scripture, there are secrets that are hidden in there that enable us to do it. And that's what I want for you. I don't want you to live life getting tired and frustrated of not being able to accomplish your goals and achieve your dreams and look after the one main thing that you know is so important for you to do because you keep on getting pulled over here and distracted by that guy, and distracted by this. Sometimes you've got to be able to learn the art of understanding what is most important to you in the long term and don't sacrifice that for what you want now. Because the truth is, there are many things that you could do. There are many things that perhaps some would say you should do. But honestly, what's the one thing that you know in this next season you've just got to do? And whatever that one thing is, I want you to start saying about that one thing fiercely, like fight for it. I'm involved in a great project and I am not coming down. I'm involved in this one great work and I'm not gonna stop at it until I've got that one thing sorted. Because how much better would your life be and mine too if we all said the same thing that Nehemiah learned to say to everybody that tried to pull on his time. I'm involved in a great project and I am not coming down.
before we close today, we would like to give you the opportunity to partner with us financially. Because of your generosity, we have been able to help and to feed some of the most vulnerable and deprived people within our city. Never forget that every pound has a face attached to it, that behind your financial giving, there are people that are receiving and benefiting from what is the most difficult time in their life during this season. So thank you. We're so glad that you were able to join with us today. I hope that you got some great application out of that word and stay connected with us. Stay connected with us through all our social media platforms. And if you are new today, don't forget to click on that blue link down below. Or if you're watching from anywhere else other than our website, you can copy and paste the link that's on your screen. We'll see you same time next week.